0: Hello, and happy Tuesday, happy first week of March, we're so close to the spring, to the holy spring, and I'm honestly ready for summer, precisely three days of summer before I get sick of the heat, you know, I want to be engulfed in that unbearable heat, maybe get a sunburn, you know, I'm excited. Today, I want to talk about going backwards. I feel like a lot of you are already going to know what I mean, even before I elaborate, because you might be guilty of this. There are going to be times in your life when you simply cannot go back anymore. A lot of us are working through toxic habits and toxic cycles and reactions and sometimes in moments of weakness, we'll think that we can go back to a toxic space where we once felt, even for a moment, some semblance of comfort, just to see if we can regain that little speck of comfort. It's almost like drinking seawater when you're dehydrated and stranded in the middle of the ocean. But I'm here to tell you that, and you'll find out for yourself if this time comes, it does not work. (laughs) Tried and true tester of that theory here. Why do you think that that is? We're constantly in a state of growth, moving through the motions of evolving our mental and emotional existence through our interactions with others and the experiences that go along with that. I know most of us have heard the saying, it was probably here for just a season and not meant to stay. And that rings true for a lot of things in this life. Sometimes the experiences of toxicity, those cycles that we go through are just that. their cycles. They were meant to give us specific keynotes, uh, a microdose of what we need to grow into a better state of being. Only problem here is that a lot of us get stuck there and this is what usually makes it undeniably painful for a lot of us is that we don't just take the microdose. We want to overdose on the experience because of the state of mind that more will yield better and that's not always the case, right? more is not always better the experiences are meant to give us a taste of something to learn from and then break off from I've had many moments in my past where I thought going backwards would be a great idea and it didn't matter if the situation wasn't healthy for me or the person was mean to me or just you know I just thought that I might as well feel something if I'm feeling nothing. Because, and a lot of people will will know this, feeling nothing sometimes feels worse than feeling something negative. That dissociation that we experience, those moments of like, I can't feel anything, I don't feel anything, I don't feel angry, I don't feel sad, I feel absolutely nothing and sometimes that state is a very painful and tough purgatory and we'll do anything to feel even again a little speck of something We're like fucking full send and then after the fact you know me or you or whoever feel a little bit silly because the shoe didn't fit quite as well as it did before. And more so that the important part here is that the shoe never really did fit. It was never meant to. You see that? <laughs> I draw these important visual analogies to help us better draw the picture in our minds as to why things won't make sense for you in your future. I posted on my socials the other day um, saying that, you know, remaining positive won't Help you grow from toxic behaviors and patterns. Being honest with yourself and breaking those reactionary habits do. And this isn't something we can do overnight. You know, I have to give that important disclosure is that this isn't something that you can instantly change. You know, you can't just all of a sudden be okay, even in the most stressful situations where you were used to reacting in a certain way. You know, it happens sparingly with each experience that gives us a, t- a chance to test the strength of that new newly built muscle, right? Sometimes we won't pass those tests and sometimes we will. We will always get more opportunities. And either way, we're in a position to either learn or celebrate. Realizing personally that... And, you know, I always come back to this in my episodes because I think it's so important. And I want to try to make it a part of every episode because of how important I believe it to be. Realizing personally that love is something that we get from everyone and everything is how we learn to heal emptiness in our hearts. Because a lot of the times we feel romantic love is the only way to heal, right? Familial love is a great way to heal if you have a healthy relationship with your family, right? Um, Platonic love is also a great way. You know, I was speaking to a friend. He's uh, deployed overseas in Japan. And, you know, he just called me out of the blue one day. And we were talking for like an hour. He's telling me about this like cool chick that he's dating. And, you know, we were just talking about just all sorts of shit. And then after, like right before we got off the phone, he's like, I love you, homie. And I was just like, you know what? I love you too. Like, you know, this is, you know, this, this, and, you know, in that moment, and it wasn't, you know, a type of love where it was just like romantic love. Like, I want this man to marry me love. It was like like pure kind of, um, warm platonic love that I feel with my friends, with most of my really good friends, where it's like, there's a sense of safety in the friendship and in the interaction. And love, love is a very healing emotional experience when it's healthy, right? When it's a healthy type of love, it's a very healing emotional um, experience. I mean, we feel, I feel like most of us will feel it stronger in romantic relationships. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the fact that sex is usually involved. So it kind of strengthens the effects of positive emotional um, balances when it comes to love. Right. Um, but it's not the only type, you know, but you know, keep in mind that love overall is a very healing. It's a very healing experience when it's done in a healthy way. And I know that things, you know, when, when you have this emptiness that you're battling with, when you're going through your healing phase, you know, I know that things seem tough sometimes and I know that they might seem too heavy and you might have a million irrational thoughts in your mind and in your heart swimming around with all the what-ifs of a situation and the mind is a liar keep record of your thoughts write them down refer back to them burn them breathe through the situation I had a moment of weakness I'll share this with you guys I had a moment of weakness where I was in a position to overindulge and I did and I was left bitterly unsatisfied. Not because of what I was consuming, but because the situation itself did not, it no longer fed what my soul wanted in this stage of my development and my growth. And at one point, you know, this really did feed, or at least I thought, you know, at, at one point, perhaps in that stage of my life it did, but at one point I thought it really did. And thinking that it would, you know, the same effect would carry over into my current state. You know, I thought that it w- I would somehow be able to, again, grasp at straws and get a little sliver of the enjoyment or the satisfaction that I once pulled from that situation. And then after everything was said and done, after I realized that it didn't feed my soul the way it used to, and I already knew the, 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 fucked up part is that I knew that it wasn't going to, but I was just like, you know, I want to, I want to do it anyways. You know, you know what I did? I went back, I went to my, I went, I got, I unlocked my fucking phone. I went into my calendar on the day and then I was just like unsatisfying experience. That's how I marked the day. It was an all day thing. I marked it as an unsatisfying experience. It was a day, it was marked as a day of dissatisfaction at my actions And I'm not sure, you know, I I feel like for some reason it's going to help me move forward towards something that will bring me satisfaction. And I think we all get to the point, to this point in our lives where we genuinely no longer have the energy to see these toxic cycles through or see them as something indulgent. We we see them as closer to the equivalent of consuming a bottle filled with nothing, just drinking air. And, I'll, you know, I have to say that I will never regret my actions. But I put my, my, myself in a position to improve from those actions and realize why I didn't personally like it and why I won't be repeating it. And, you know, I can't say this enough. You have to be patient with yourself. We have one life that we know of in front of us. It's like that old 2000 songs by fucking Chris Allen, uh, Live Like We're Dying. I feel like everybody knows that song. And, you know, literally right in the beginning, he says, how come we don't say I love you enough till it's too late? And fucking preach, Chris Allen. Tell everyone that you actually love how much you love them and tell them every second and leave the rest for time to handle. Love that is successful and wonderful comes without conditions. There's this rabbi, uh, Abraham Twersky, who mentions uh, an an ethicist, 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 <laughs> named Rabbi Dessler, who said that uh, people make a serious mistake in thinking that you give to those whom you love, and the real answer is you love to those, you love those to whom you give, and at this point you know, the, the rabbi Abraham, he, after mentioning the rabbi Dessler quote, he says that rabbi Dessler's point is if I give something to you, I've invested myself in you. Now that part of me has become in you. There's a part of me in you that I love. We learn to love others only as much as we love ourselves. If we love ourselves on the condition of perfection, wealth, and status, we will transfer that level of love onto others because that's all we know. However, if we give love, that love to ourselves unconditionally, meaning without the expectation of success as you see it, you begin to morph the love that you give. You you begin to morph the love that you give into something a little bit more beautiful. You know, I talk about love so much because I feel like at the end of the day, it's the best thing to have in yourself and in others, feeling safe and warm in the environment you've created for yourself. This is, this is, you know, like I said, with all the love in your life between friends, family, and romance, it's all important. It all matters. It all makes a difference. It all creates a little, a little, uh, biosphere of healthy happies. Right? I love you guys so much. And as usual, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And just know that your girl is here for you, at least every Tuesday. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye bye now.